Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That would be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. Oh, there's no Hector. <laughs> I guess Hector uh, isn't here for some reason, um, which is a little awkward, but it's okay. We'll struggle on without him. Um, so what Hector and I would usually do in this situation is we talk about what we were doing over the previous weekend. And what we were doing is we had a real Irish pubs kind of a weekend. It was a blast. We played it... Um, not that we don't always play in Irish pubs, but it was a particularly strong one this weekend. We played at O'Shea's on a Friday night, and that's always fun. Always gets rowdy in there. It's a bonkers place. And um, and then James and I played at the Square Grouper in the afternoon, and then we played at Carson's Tavern in the evening of Saturday. And Carson's Tavern is a cool place. Um, I actually got the gig there years ago because I met Carson in O'Shea's. I was rip-roaringly drunk and just talking to everyone. And um, I guess somehow I managed to... Uh, uh, he liked me. Um, I think he was pretty drunk too. And, uh, and he gave us a gig, gig up at Carson's. So we've been playing there for a really long time, maybe over a decade. Uh, um, yeah, so we had a good time there on Saturday. And then on Monday, we played in Winter Park at um, a, like a Christmas works do, which was great because... We were kind of the background music, but the thing I like about those gigs is you get to try out all sorts of new stuff and you get to sort of solo and use kind of techniques that you don't usually use. And you know, even though you're not the, the main attraction, it's, I don't know, I kind of like it. And I, I, I start to feel a little bit like um, musicians have been playing in that setting for like thousands of years you know and i i don't know i get a little bit nostalgic about the idea that i'm carrying on a grand tradition of 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 you know the bard in the, in the corner of the room anyway that's what i tell myself to get myself through not being the center of attention <laughs> but anyway we have uh joey calderea with us today how's hey, it going man what's up man it's good to see you thanks yeah, for having me here oh it's it's my pleasure absolutely um so you were on before weren't you it was probably over a year ago now yeah Probably about two years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, since then, you've been going from strength to strength. It's been going, uh, been going super well for you. Thanks, man. Um, and you just brought out an album, uh, Chasing Constellations, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yep, November 4th. Yeah, so cool. it's been just over a month. Yeah, man. So uh, how has that been received? People have been enjoying it? I mean, I've been enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, you know, spent a lot of time many years working on it and uh it just feels great to finally have it out you know yeah um, definitely. finally play some of these songs live um and yeah it just it feels really good there's been a good response um i i believe it went up to number six on uh itunes on the the night that it dropped 
That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, it's been getting some good attention, you know. Yeah, dude. I mean, and it's well-deserved as well. Your sound is so polished and the songs are well-written, so it doesn't surprise me. Appreciate that. You know, I'm, and, and I feel like, you know, you're really part of this sort of uh, generation below me kind of new to sort of reggae mm. sort of movement that's happening in right, Florida. Right, right. It's cool. It's cool to watch. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, so why don't we get into the album and talk about it a little sure. bit. Um, how many tracks does it have on it? Technically, f- fifteen. Uh, they're not yeah. all songs. There's an intro that's yeah. about a minute long, and that's uh, featuring Alan Watts. Oh, which, cool. Yeah. Um, there's an interlude, and then there's a uh, a, a ballad as the very last song. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, fifteen tracks total. Is there any kind of grand unifying theme to the album? Would you Definitely say? the whole space theme. It kind of, uh, even kind of like a night theme as well um yeah. and that kind of uh started off because well it started off with the the song chasing constellations which was actually i started writing that in 2016 um and that was kind of my my personal what do you call, like anthem i guess yeah. as i was writing it and uh the song has to do with getting getting older and uh you know um leaving my parents house for the first time and because I never w- went away to college, you know, um, and, you know, starting to think for myself, I guess, a little bit more. And so that that song sort of has to do with letting go of people's voices in my head, maybe, or, okay. um, yeah. Just kinda, allowing yourself to be yourself yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. And so uh, basically with that song, I'm saying, I, like, my mind's been through the constellations. I've just, uh, I'm I'm going to go through through space and just kind of figure it out yeah um, nice. if that and you know makes any sense i think i think when i heard the name that mm. i didn't realize that there was this extra layer to it because chasing constellations it could just be about like you know chasing the stars trying right. to get famous you know sure sure and oh, i'm, that's a good I'm point. sure there's a i'm sure there is in somewhere in there like a bit of a layer of that right but the fact that it's not just that right, right, is right. very heartening to me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, on the song, I mean, on the album, uh, which ones would you say are the singles? Is, is Chasing Constellations? I never released that one as a single. Uh, I think that was one of my favorites off the album, so I wanted that to be like, and it's also the second track off the album so i wanted that to be like one that kind of draws everybody in okay um so that's part of the reason why i didn't release that as a single but yeah uh runaway lover wave of life um hmm lonely night there there was about four or five singles before the album release and that was mostly um to to uh, build up uh, Having a hard time thinking of words. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just to build up hype. Yeah, hype it up a little bit for yeah, the album yeah. drop, and um, so and it, it helps a lot, you know. Um, no, that's it. Um, and because I, I, I know that that is a at this point a tried and true way of doing it. In that, right? You just you release songs and you release songs until you have basically got enough to release an album, and then right, you just right, put right. them together and you release that as an album. Yeah, I think that in the days of um, you know very short attention spans and people not really being able to uh, right. concentrate on anything for more than five seconds, right? It makes sense to bring out a song. You exactly. Know, like that. I was just talking to the guys who uh, 
in the moon men and i don't know if they're going to go with that because it, it was just me you know and, and my opinions but you know i was saying why don't you just release a song at a time until you've got enough to have a, a so, until it's an album's worth right. of songs and then just release up. Right. I think maybe pro- probably a little bit more of a sophisticated way of doing mm. that is to release two or three at a time. Right. You know, so okay. you release the single and then you've got like the B-side. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, a good point. Yeah, yeah. Have you done any um, video work for the album? Uh, music videos? Yeah. Not really. I thought about it and I'm yeah. talking to somebody about potentially doing a few but uh, I haven't yet. Okay, um, okay. I mean, I did the Paradise uh music video that was last year that was with sierra lane yeah that um, was cool. yeah so i've thought about releasing another one and i would like to they're just very time consuming they are and they can get expensive they can too. get very expensive yeah but i tell you what you know um with that whole sort of space suit sort of space right. theme that you have yeah that's it's a good just, point actually it's just like crying out for right. you know right. just some green screen action you know sure you sure bobbing around in a spacesuit <laughs> it'd be so cool yeah be sick <laughs> and on the subject of this spacesuit where on earth did that thing come <laughs> from how did you get this incredible shiny <laughs> spacesuit i think justin's got a picture of it actually <laughs> there it is there we go look at that handsome so, gentleman that you yeah. can't see because he's in the spaceship spacesuit yeah. yeah tell us a little bit about that um yeah so uh my friend kaylee who uh Kaylee photography, Kaylee Marie photography. Uh, she reached out to me um, saying that she wanted to do some photos that had to do with the new album uh, that were space themed, and she had this idea of you know why don't we go to the beach with a uh, astronaut costume and and do some photos in the water and in the sand, and uh, I thought that was a great idea. So um, looked on Amazon, got the suit for like forty bucks. The helmet oh, really? was like twenty bucks. That's amazing. So, yeah, it looks pretty legit, right? It's, yeah, it um, does. I, look, when we were, um, me and a couple of my friends were all commenting <laughs> on, on there, just being like, where'd you get that yeah. thing? Because it looks legit. It man. does, it, it cool. does. It looks like NASA sent it yeah. to me. You know? <laughs> so, so you don't have an astronaut in the family? Then, yeah, okay. no, nothing like that. <laughs> it's just a $40 suit off Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, she did a very good job with the pictures. Yeah, then. she did. She, she killed impressed. it. So... um I don't want this to turn into sort of like poetry corner or anything, mm-hmm. but I am curious about um, some of your lyrical choices on the album. Sure. I'd love, I'd love for you to to tell me about. Are there any standout songs that mean a lot to you on the album? Um, yeah, definitely "Chasing Constellations" uh, yeah. for the reasons that I explained previously. Um, and another one is uh, "Call on Me," and that song is about dealing with depression and. Um, you know, more specifically, I think, to my brother in particular. And uh, that was a hard song for me to write, but it was it had to do with a, a subject that was very much on my mind. Yeah. And so it was difficult writing that song, um, but I, I felt like I had to, you know, um, yeah. and, and I wanted to. Um, so that was kind of something for him. Nice. Um, let's see. I really feel like... Um songs can almost exercise demons you know hmm, absolutely there's this one song right. that i wrote called uh propane tank which is it's kind of a literal hmm. description of like a traumatic event that happened right. to me where i was in a kitchen and a propane tank fell into the fat fryer and exploded Holy shit. and um oh my god a pregnant woman was th- thrown across the room and and um, she didn't lose the baby, thank God. Oh, my uh, God. Like this, one of the guy's faces was, like, basically burnt clean off. Dude, that's insane. And and I just had it 
in the back of my head for years and years and years. And then, and then I wrote this song about Damn, it. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, and I wrote this song about it, and then I sung it in a bunch of places, and it did a lot, did me a lot of good because it wasn't like hiding away, festering right, in right, there right, anymore. Right. Yeah, it was just Absolutely. out there for everyone to hear. About, right? You know? Yeah, it's uh, it's like therapy in a sense, you know, get, yeah. getting it out on paper and and it is and recording it. So. And therapists often say, you know, if you're an artist, oh, will you paint me that feeling, or or, mm. or if you're a musician, will you write a song about sure. that? You know? so I don't know if you've ever been to therapy, but mm. but there's that that they all they're always asking me uh. like write a song about right. it. You know, I have, but yeah, I don't. No one has ever uh, given me that advice, but yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of wish I've they been, had. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've been asked like a couple of times now, but uh. once with with a, a therapist I have, and then one time in group, and a bunch of times in group therapy actually. Right. Yeah. Over the uh. years, I've had a reasonable amount of therapy, mm. and I feel like I'm the better for it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think therapy. Everybody should do therapy, no matter what mental state or whatever that you're in just because it can be an amazing tool for um you know just developing good habits you know yeah um definitely. i've been doing it i think for about six years seven years now and just uh, right on you know it, it it even during times when i'm feeling better you know it, it that's when i think it can sometimes be the most helpful because yeah. then you develop tools for when you're not feeling so good yeah and uh so I, I just think uh, I'm a big pr- proponent. Is that That's the word? it. You got it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> big yeah. proponent of of therapy. I know. So. I always second guess myself on the word proponent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how can that be? A, be a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, could you tell us um, a little bit about some of the other songs on there and sure. your and your lyrical decisions? Yeah. Um, so another tune is uh, "You Take Me So High." That is a love song that goes out to Hope, my girlfriend, and um, that song was about our third date. Um, sneaking into a beach resort and nice. drinking too much wine and uh, kind of dancing on the beach and throwing her into the ocean. <laughs> was, it, was it the beach resort? Is it Jupiter? Jupiter Beach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't sue me. <laughs> yeah, I got married there. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Years ago. You, you were wondering who, who those kids were that were <laughs> causing a ruckus. That was us. That's um, hilarious. But yeah, so that was another special tune to me. Wave of Life was really cool. Um, because that is a song about uh, triumph, mental triumph. Yeah. And um, my good, I guess at this point I can call him friend, um, Howie Spangler from the band Ballyhoo. Um, he's a musician I've looked up to for many years. Yeah. Um, he was featured on that song, so that was very special to me. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, That's awesome. It yeah. really feels amazing when, when, when you get those kind of... Uh, when you have someone who, who you've just always thought is awesome, even right. acknowledge what you're doing. Sure, you know? absolutely. Like, I, se- I sent our album to Frank Turner, who I've always mm. just looked up to, um, just because I think he's such a good songwriter. Mm. Gets back to me, he's like, yeah, going to listen to it. And everything. Awesome. I'm still awaiting his yeah. uh, review, but it, <laughs> yeah. he did say I'd listen to it. So. Gotcha. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, man, I yeah. love all of that stuff. Um, I got to meet a lot of people who meant a lot to me through the years as as well you know and it's cool um every now and again you're like oh no that's what you're like (laughs) in in general yeah absolutely experience yeah yeah what else is there is there let's talk about one more of the songs sure um hmm i'm really digging through you yep 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 um i think uh the interlude oddly enough 
um, was a, just a really fun song because, well, it started off as an instrumental, and it's completely different than any other song off the album. It's just yeah. like an all-out weird jam. I don't even know how to define it. Uh, I had to define the genre, but it, I guess it's just kind of experimental funk dance jammy. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, that was just kind of a fun one to throw in there because sometimes when it comes to songwriting, I feel like there's such a a format like first chorus, first chorus, solo chorus, and like you know, yeah. I, sometimes I confine myself to that for the sake of it getting more plays or streams or whatever. Whereas this song was just like me just jamming out and having fun. So, I, and that one's called. Uh, Lost in Space, in quotations, interlude. So that's why I had a lot of fun on that, that one. That's rad. And um, yeah. over a, you know, a 15-track record, mm. you've got to experiment a little right. bit because otherwise yeah. it just sounds like sure. the same, the same, the same. So I yeah. think that was a great idea. Um, and I, generally when, when I've written albums, I have written or been involved in writing completely you know concept albums but in general they just have like an overarching theme right right, right. like i feel like the new killbillies album back to basics almost Mm -hmm. all of my lyrics are about the years after i got sober you know Mm -hmm. like the three years after i got sober and and just my personal development not every song is about that but it's infused with that right right, you know cool How how many years has it been now um Three. It's going to be three. In oh, like sorry. A week. When you said that, I wasn't sure if you meant like you were writing it based off of just those three years. Oh, yeah, if, basically. Or it, yeah, or yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically cool. just those three years. Mm. Um, it, it's just been my experience since then. There's a couple of songs on there that I wrote prior to getting sober, mm-hmm. but one of them is literally about recovery already. Right. Anyway, huh. and um. Right. And the other one, the other one is it is unrelated. It's it's the last song on the album, and it's about moving moving to America. Gotcha. But I think this kind of concept of transition and right. and recovery okay. is just sure. across the whole thing. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Man, I uh, can't wait to to take a deeper dive into the album, knowing yeah, man. that information. I, I, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a. Do you, have you got a CD player? Does I don't. So yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't, and I sell my own CDs, and I don't have a CD. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting some vinyls printed as nice. we speak. Uh, um, it's the same, man. I don't have a CD player either. <laughs> exactly. I'm hawking these CDs. I'm like, you want one of these? Yeah. I don't know how you're going to play it. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, some people have them in their car, though. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I used to have one in my car, but no right. longer. And I, I still find that it's like a nice like, piece of merch to have, you know? Yeah. To have like signed by a band or whatever. It's it's a cool like physical thing to hold on to. It is, and, you know. and that's something that I really miss. I mean, the the whole um, music becoming digital and mm-hmm. streaming conversation has been done to death, but, right. you know, I there is something nice about having it in your hands, yeah. you know? Sure. Because you know, the big, especially with an LP, with a right. big, you know, right, nice right. vinyl LP, because there's so much art and everything. Yeah. It's um I believe in my business studies class they called it a fetishized consumer <laughs> product or something like that. <laughs> because you that's desire it, you right, know? Right, right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing about um about the digital age of music is like, yeah, there's less emphasis I I feel like, um, on the artwork. Whereas, yeah, I don't know, twenty, thirty years ago and before that it was I, I I feel like uh, the the artwork was a big deal, you know. Yeah, it was very important. Sure. Um, but I suppose the the way that that's changed is that we're all constantly we have to put 
new content mm-hmm. up almost every day online. Right. So it's not like there's not a bazillion right. images of the Sure, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Our just, art's just being consumed in a different way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So. Exactly. When it comes to your social media, is it you who does it all? Mm-hmm. So I have been an avid uh, kind of student of your progress as you've got bigger mm-hmm. and and I've always been very impressed with the professionalism in your social media and the thing that, that I just think is so important which is that every day there's something new mm. every couple of days there's something right. new it's the consistency you know mm. that the consistency is something that I you know, we used to aspire to. Now, now right. we, we are doing it because we have Danielle who helps us mm-hmm. with our social media and she's, you know, she sets right. it up for the week and, it mm-hmm. just, you know, and so it's consistent like that. But, um, yeah, you do a great job of it. Do you use a, any you. kind of social media like... Um, planner? Or yeah. Is that um, I don't really. I've tried it. It just didn't really work out for me. Yeah. Um, I... In my good weeks, what I do is spend one day where I just record a bunch of different content and then right. save it on my phone and have it ready for the for uh, you know to post the next couple of days because I'm always trying to uh, get the most out of the algorithm and you know if I can post every single day then that's ideal. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely days where I'm uh, maybe running low on content and I'll just kind of share an old photo or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I try to stay consistent with it because, um, yeah, it's just, uh, people, people consume media so quickly now. And, um, and I, I look at it as, as a job, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, yeah, like I said, I try to take one day out of the week to really just bang out a bunch of content and then save some of that stuff for, for future, future posts. I try to switch it up between doing like a cover video or I'm, you know, covering a song and make a video of myself doing that. Yeah. Uh, How long does that take you when you put those together? Um, say about like six to eight hours. Okay. So, so like sometimes like less. the better part of a day kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. It can be. Quite time I'm trying to. Sometimes. I'm trying to think how long it would take me, and it probably take me about that long. Yeah, right. Yeah. Some, yeah. Are you doing it in Logic? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think they're taking less now that I'm doing the reels instead of the full song because I oh, used right, to do yeah. the entire song and like you know whether it, it also depended whether or not whether or not I already knew the song. Yeah. Um, because if I'm learning something from stra- scratch, I got to learn the bass line, the, all the chords. The lyrics, everything. Um, Are you trying to faithfully do it? So you, you learn like the exact baseline and stuff? I or? was before, yeah. and then now I'm kind of letting a little bit more loose and I think putting a little bit more of my own style yeah. on it, which I think people appreciate. Yeah, because, exactly. You know, it doesn't I, have to be exactly like the recording. No, and, and if you're going, to, if you're trying to make it exactly like the recording, you've got to make it exactly like right. the recording. Right, right, right. You know, right. I, but if you're doing it more like sure. yourself, then it's like, well, who's to say what that is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's a good point too, because like I am, I'm not a bass player. You know, I I can play a little bit of bass, but yeah. you know, I play bass on my recordings, but I don't call myself like a bass player. You know, um, yeah. I think I might disappoint some people or drummers or whatever you know when i'm playing the cajon because i'm not playing uh exactly like the recording so i yeah i've started chilling out a little bit with some of the cover videos um and you know only doing like an a minute section of a song rather than the entire three or four minutes do you whack those up um, on tiktok as well yeah you know i, I post them up I, I think my uh my main platform right now is instagram right um instagram and facebook 
And then uh, I just happen to be doing TikTok because I know that it's, you know, trending or whatever. But um, I'm not like an avid TikTok user. I yeah. just any any one of my posts that I make to Instagram and Facebook, I also just share on TikTok. Gotcha. Yeah. And you know those things where <clears throat> where you uh, where the kind of reply videos or like the ones where you right. kind of sing a verse, mm-hmm. like in the. Um, is that all on TikTok stuff, or did you do that on Instagram as well? Instagram as well. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. Have you had good um, feedback from that kind of stuff? I think so, yeah. Actually, those uh, those types of videos where you like open verse challenge and you do your own verse, those are some of the best types of videos to post because uh, it not only shares on your page, but also on theirs. Right. Um, and it just... Every time I've done one of those, it's gotten me so much, uh, so many new listeners. You oh, know, interesting. And, that, that, and uh, it's it's great how that can get your music out. You know, yeah, um, it's, it's a good idea. It's so. a really good idea. I don't know why we why don't do them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we need to get around to that one. Um, so you got that sort of corner of your studio there, where you got like the neon light and everything too. <laughs> it looks real nice. Yeah, Is so. that just like um, you just? Fix it up so that you can sit there. You know right. it looks nice. And right, just, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you saw the rest of my bedroom, you wouldn't be thinking that. But yeah, there's <laughs> just like one little corner, uh, you know, yeah, um, yeah. where I put, we got my uh, small desk, a couple monitor speakers, and you know that neon light with my logo on it. Uh, I try to make it look presentable, and then yeah, I, yeah. I have a tripod stand holding my iPhone, um, and a little ring light that goes around it too. So um, try to make it look as professional as I can. Yeah, no, you, it works, People would man. be surprised with how much they could do just at home with just an iPhone and, and some tools. Yeah, know? for real. No no doubt so. about it. Every now and again, you know, when when I'm thinking of doing something like that I'm, and I think, oh, you know, but I haven't got this stuff, that's rubbish. You could just right. use your phone. Right. Sure, yeah, 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 absolutely. And these, and these uh, cameras are getting so good. Yeah, absolutely. So um, talking of recording stuff, did you record your album yourself? I did record it myself, yeah, from home, yeah, and then yeah. sent it off to a producer to mix and max, master and all that. Okay, who was um, that? That was Big G out of uh, California. Okay. Um, I found him because I was listening to one of my favorite bands, Ayaterra, um, yeah. and they're just a really cool reggae rock band, and um, I was listening to their album called Coming to Light, and I just loved the mix of every single one of their songs on that album, and uh, so I looked up. Or I think I uh, reached out to them personally and said, hey, you know, big fan of your album. Um, just curious, you know, who mixed and mastered it. And uh, they said Big G. Did so, he mix it and master it then? So that yeah. he's kind of the the, the full package kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So I reached out to him over Instagram and, you know, he said, hey, I'm down. You know, can you can you work on these songs? He said, sure. So we kind of went through there. Um, and now uh, he does a lot of my songs now. We've become good friends ever since but yeah he's just so incredibly talented at what he does and i think i made the right choice yeah well it sounds great yeah and i think that i mixed the uh most recent with with some help admittedly you know pretty much all of my friends got you know got to tell me what they thought of it but um but uh i mixed the kilberley's one and um and i i for this time i really wanted to do it because Mm. A full mixing a full length album of like my own music was something I'd always wanted to do, right? You know, and get right, sure. But I, I think in general, it does help to have 
a different set of ears because right. when it's you, you you start to not be able to see the wood for the trees yep. you start listening to things that don't matter right. you start missing right. things that are like <laughs> a big problem you know? oh for sure yeah so, I respect you for doing that I just yeah personally I don't think I ever could you know I always it, listen back on my own mixes and think, oh, I, so like I like it, and then I, you know, go back, go away for an hour, come back to it, and like find so many things I hate. And you know just, what? You know what it's like. It's like, um, it's like if you if you put it in a patio in your backyard and you did it yourself, right. you'd only be able to look see the bits yep. where you messed it up. Sure, but if someone else did it, you'd never even know they were right, there. You right, don't right, notice right. it. Yeah, that's it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you because you know the inner workings of it so well, you're listening out for the problems. You right, know, <laughs> right? Instead of having a better sure. overview of it. Uh, um, yeah, man. Uh, no, it does sound great. And uh, are you using you're using Logic, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, what kind of interface do you have? Um, I think just a basic like Behringer eight channel interface. You know, I, d- I usually don't even use all eight channels. I, I'm usually only using one at a time. Yeah, but sure. it, it was a cheap interface I found on on Amazon. Um, I go through a blue. It's called the Blue Bluebird condenser microphone. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Um, so I'm recording all my vocals and guitar. Um, with that and the, and with the bass, I'm I'm just playing like a Squire classic seventy vibe classic vibe Squire I think it's called, and uh, just recording direct in. Um, the the drummers, I, I've uh, they're all session drummers I've found on the internet. Oh yeah, tell and, us a little um, bit about that. I'm curious about that. How did you? Yeah. Firstly, how did you? Did you? Is there a website that you go to? <laughs> Fiverr. <laughs> for, I oh, use yeah. Fiverr for so much. Right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because. Uh, I know Ryan um, was asking me about that. Um, right. Brian, you know Brian Biedenfeld? Who, who, um, I know the name. Um, played for like um, B. Liminal and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, um, sorry, he played for Box Elder. Sure. And then, and, and then the Bryce Allen Band. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, he works here and uh, he was asking me, oh, where can I, you know, where can I go to, to sign up, you know, as a session drummer? So right. five, Fiverr, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I use Fiverr for a lot. <laughs> do you uh, do you ever try and write like library music type stuff? Have you ever tried to go down that path, like, like jingles kind of thing? Jingles and and like ad, yeah, music for commercials and stuff. Mm. Have you ever done any of that? Uh, I have a couple times. Yep. Yeah, I've been trying to do that lately, and um, yeah. and uh, yeah, there's all these, there's all these websites. I actually right. have a, I have a buddy Ollie who's kind of taking care of that side of it, mm. and he just goes. Do this, and you know he'll send me a uh, he'll send me the whatever the the, the blueprint for what's got to mm-hmm. be. Sure. And I sit at home and I make it and I send it to him. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's been quite fun actually. That's it's definitely cool. definitely kept me on my toes with my studio uh, mm-hmm. skills. Yeah, you know? I've I've tried uh, making like profiles on a couple websites for for that, but haven't gotten any bites. You know, I don't know. So, so something that be... I'm trying to do at the moment. Um, I've, something that I am doing at the moment is uh, I'm trying to get our, d- d- a couple of the songs on our album on as many playlists and get mm-hmm. as, as promoted as, right. as as good as possible. How how are you going about that with your album? Yeah, th- there's a website called Submit Hub. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with that. Uh, you know, pay a couple bucks, to get some credits, and you use those credits to submit to you know different spotify playlists or whatever and um i'm, g- I'm going to give a little secret to uh everybody out there um but one day i was like thinking how could i get on more spotify playlists that not everyone has like th- 
thought uh, like a way that not everybody has thought of. Um, and so I went on to uh, Spotify, looked up some playlists of user-created playlists, not Spotify-created playlists. Right. So user-created playlists um, that you know that were kind of similar to my music. Um, clicked on the profile, found the name, and searched them on Facebook, and would, oh. would message them personally and just say, "Hey, you know, big fan of your <laughs> playlist. Uh, by any chance, would you be willing to add my songs onto your uh, Spotify playlists?" And um, and some of them would not get back to me, and that's you know, and then uh, there would be a, a handful that would, and so I, you know, I would send them some free merch or something to say thank you, um, and you know, kind of create relationships by doing that. And uh, yeah, yeah just, that's a good idea. So yeah, it's it's helped a lot. It's helped get a lot of plays on Spotify. Have you been it's, on Miso Soup? You know about that one? Uh, no. <laughs> so I I've been going on there, and I've actually got on quite a few playlists from that. Mm. And it's a similar that's, thing to Submit Hub. Except um, the difference with this, this is it's like you create this whole on, online profile com- right. complete with EPK and everything. Hmm. And then and then you, people who like it, they sort of come to you with an offer. And so hmm. it's like they'll be like, well, we can do this, this, and this, and this for like 10 bucks. Or we can do this and this for free. Right. You know? Hmm. And um, a lot, a lot of the times, the free thing is to get on the playlist. Mm. So I've just been going, yep, thank you very much right, <laughs> on right. the playlist. M- and that's how Muso, M-U-S-O soup? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. And um, yeah, so that's been that's been the thing that I've had the most luck with. People on Submit Hub mm-hmm. aren't big Kilbillies fans, as far <laughs> as I can tell. We got a couple of things from there, but it, it <laughs> yeah, was, it's kind of a, a it's fair kind of a hit or rejection. miss, <laughs> right? Oh, there's so much of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. And I asked them to be, because you can pick how right, they, right, right. I asked ask them to feedback. be brutal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I asked that. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> I do every single time, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It always hurts my ego a little bit. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's good for me. In a right. <laughs> um, yeah, so something we always enjoy asking on here, and we almost definitely asked you the first time, but I'm going to ask you again, mm-hmm. is... Um, when it comes to your instrument, do you do you still practice? Like, are you there playing scales and stuff like that? <sighs> not. I think I have the same answer as last time. Not nearly as I should be. Um, you know, I I sit in my room a couple hours each week. You know, just strumming along. And um, but as far as practicing scales, I really don't do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think like a huge amount of people are doing that. Right. Like who are, who are playing four times. How often are you playing now? Yeah, four to five times a week, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are you know, some people who are super d- devout, yeah. and you know they practice on their days right. off. All the musicians I, I currently play with in my band are, yeah, they're avid practicers. You know, yeah. but I, I try um, and do it before I go. In, but I come into work like a little bit early, and I sit mm-hmm. down and I practice then. Right, and because the, the good thing about being a music teacher in an institution of some kind right. is that you have a practice room. Right, right. And it's like once sure. you're sitting in a practice, I also practice if, if a kid doesn't show up. Not every time. Sometimes right. I need like, to get some fresh air or something. Uh-huh. But half the time I'll sit there and just practice then too. Right. So practicing That's is cool. almost built into being a music teacher. Sure, you know? yeah. And, yeah. And I, and I guess like, you know, people like, um, well, I know that Burgess is a, yeah, big up Burgess. I know that he's like, 
an insanely good yeah, keyboard he's, player. He's a monster. And is, does he practice a lot? I'm sure he does. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think him. he practices about every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, what a beast. He's. I, I've known him since he was, I don't know, 16, 17, because mm. he was at School of Rock for a second there mm. when I was working there. And um, yeah, yeah, he's always been amazing at sure. the keys. For so, people who don't know who Burgess is, that's uh, Alex Burgess, our keyboard player. Yeah. He's been playing with me for, for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just a fantastic musician, you know, uh, such a creative mind, too. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah. Uh, how old are you now? 27. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. So you've been playing with him for a long time, huh? Yep. Um, so since you were last on the show, you've played a few big gigs, haven't you? you, you were, you've done Reggae Rise Up and you've done Sunfest. Could you tell us a little bit about what it was like to play those shows? Yeah, it was just, it was wild. Um, you know, I, I haven't been too used to uh, playing on a big stage like that before, you know. If if it, if it I did, ever did before that, it was for, you know, maybe some city events, but um, something like Reggae Rise Up was really cool because there was people, a lot of those people were there to to hear my songs, which was just mind-blowing. Yeah, um, that's awesome. You know, Isn't that a good along. feeling? It's such a it, great feeling. Yeah, I remember one time I played a big gig and, and I forgot the words halfway through <laughs> and, and I looked down and someone was mouthing them <laughs> straight back at me right, and I was thank like, oh, you. thank God. Because <laughs> I was so scared, I forgot the words. Right, you know? right, right. But yeah, like that, and that is just one of the best feelings ever when you see people singing your words in yeah. front of you like that. It's wild. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that's that was an incredible feeling that, you know, I want to just continue chasing continue working hard and spreading the music out there yeah uh, man it's just been such a wild ride a lot of fun you know in terms of your uh sort of career trajectory is something that you want to do like like be on a record label is that sort of where you're you feel like you're if it's is that the right what one you want? right yeah. um yeah i don't know it's when people ask me that it's hard for me to look like even three years into the future, you know, yeah. um, I could probably only look about six months to a year in the future and just say, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to create. And uh, just making a goal of doing yeah. that. Even looking um, a year into the future is pretty impressive, honestly. <laughs> we had <laughs> um, we had Ricky um, Balouf, Ricky Bobby, or mm-hmm. uh, Ricky from The Shake on last week. And he literally put his year plan on the screen <laughs> and had it just laid out like that. That's cool. That guy's a machine. He's so organized. It's yeah. amazing. And I know he's probably listening to this too. So, hey, Ricky, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Ricky? <laughs> yeah, man, he's a, he's a hustler. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Um, and it's something that as I personally need to get a lot better at. You know, I, t- I tend to just sort of be thinking about the next couple of days and that's about mm. it <laughs> no i mean you're you've got a lot on your plate you're doing the podcast playing gigs a lot you know teaching yeah. you got you have a lot so. oh totally yeah i think sometimes it's difficult to see the wood for the trees though. and it definitely mm. is good to plan a look you know plan a little bit so right. something i'm going to try and do before the end of the year nice. there will be a 2023 kilbilly's plan sweet i've decided <laughs> there you go i've got this inspiration from uh from mm-hmm. ricky last week how, how do you do with uh like work-life balance with uh all that you have going on um that's a good question and one which is answered by um life yeah right (laughs) no i just spend my entire time playing music and then if i'm not doing that uh christy and i um when christy's not working because christy works a huge Mm. amount too gotcha um you know but uh it's always nice when we catch each other at the right time and we get to take a minute to to relax but 
Um, there's a lot of working goes on. Yeah. You know, the thing is, most mornings I'm not working. Mm-hmm. I'm slowly but surely filling in the odd morning here and there. Right. But it's mostly like from, you know, two-ish to late. Right. Every day. And but I mean that's seven days a week pretty much, but 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 my, almost all my mornings are free. So uh-huh. so like you know, I use my morning if, right. if I remember to get up in time. Sure. You know, I use my mornings for stuff and right. and that's a nice time for Christy and I to do all the domestic things, yeah. you know. That's cool. Yeah. It seems oh. to be the the answer for most musicians, you know, yeah. who are used to working such late nights that the mornings are are kind of a leisure time, I guess. Yeah, totally. Would you say the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. So, when you're not playing gigs, are you doing? Have you got any other hustles going on? That's a good question. Um, I really enjoy exercising. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been trying to take the gym more seriously lately, and I, right. I really enjoy the way that it makes me feel mentally. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um. I I take lots of walks around my neighborhood with my dog. Yeah, man. Um, and that's real nice. As far as like hobbies, I don't really have many other hobbies right now. I guess some video games sometimes. The um, only thing that I could say that constitutes as a hobby is uh, me and my friends play Dungeons and Dragons. Nice, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love I love games, and yeah. uh, I used to do a board game night with my friends once a week, and I really miss that actually. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, I love board games. Yeah, man. I didn't. Dungeons and Dragons was the thing that I didn't know I needed in my life. <laughs> I came yeah. across it. I was like, "Oh, where, where's this been my whole life?" That's awesome. Right there. But I think I just didn't have the uh, courage to admit I was that much of a nerd. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, I guess I am. Sure. Let's just go with it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very funny. That's cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you've got. Um, you got a band as well, a little side project with your brother, right? Yeah. Can you tell yeah, us yeah. a little bit about that? That's called Secret Tunnel. Um, we have about four songs out, um, and I've always wanted to do something with my brother because he is the reason I'm playing guitar. Uh, he went to jail about, uh, how many years ago? 15 years ago. Right. And, um, you know, we would talk on the phone once a week, and, you know, he would always say, Please, you know, learn guitar uh, so we can jam when I get back. Yeah, and because he was playing a lot of guitar in jail, and so you oh, know, cool. he's uh, nine years older than I am, and of course, being you know this little, being his little brother, I, I look up to him a lot. So, would learn a couple of chords, and and we would jam and stuff, and uh, that kind of really inspired me to play music. And oh, now, cool. all these years later, we always wanted to record some music together. Um, he never recorded anything in a studio or anything like that. So right, yeah. a couple of these songs were songs that we wrote together. And then a couple of these songs were songs that he wrote on his own. Um, yeah, it felt good to, to get them out. Yeah, wicked. I'm going to check them out. Yeah. Um, so I think now would be a good time, uh, if you're up for it, I, 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 I want to wheedle into your uh, performance time sure. and play a little bit of sax with yeah, you. Yeah, man, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah, wicked. Cool. I've been feeling real low since she left me yesterday My runaway lover is gone without a trace now It's got me sinking so deep down today 
My friends have all been wondering if I'll make it out okay I drink to pass the time, hoping that'll ease the pain Take a second to unwind, wondering if it's me to blame It's not like I left the door hanging wide open If I did, I know that she'd be taking off run and come back Back, back, back to me, my lover Won't you come back, 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 my runaway lover I'm now holding up to hell, I haven't seen my girl in days All that remains now are the memories of her face No phone calls, no texts, and no sight of her appearance The thought of her long gone, I just don't think I could bear with So I light one up to pass the time, hoping that'll ease the pain Take a second to unwind, knowing now that I'm to blame I may have left the door open behind me I promise I'll come looking for you Need you here beside me Come back, back, back Back to me, my lover Won't you come back, back, back My runaway lover Hoping you'll return, my love I'm so lost, we're looking for you Where did I make the wrong turn? I won't stop until I find you And all I could do now is just think Think about the times we were young and so free With no responsibilities Nowadays I sit and wait Longing for you as I grieve You're on my mind almost all the time Wondering what I did to make you leave Come back, 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 back to me, my lover Well, I need you here with me, my darling Back, 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 my runaway lover Bet on the saxophone Yeah! find a way to a brighter day and I'll spend my whole life searching through the valleys through the hills I won't quit till I get my fill 
So many lessons I've been learning I know that life is moving so fast And I try to slow it down but keep moving past it Thought I'd come to learn my lesson in time As I try to find the reason just to write another rhyme Constantly I'm searching for ways to get by I don't think I found the answer but I'll find it in due time Spreading my wings to see how high I can fly I won't stop until I reach the sun I'm aiming for the sky I don't know how but I'ma find a way To a brighter day I'ma spend my whole life searching Through the valleys, through the hills Won't quit till I get my fill So many lessons I've been learning Taking my time on this endless ride Through the wave of life And I keep riding with the current Trying to survive against the rising tide I'll make it out alive But I can never be too certain At the edge of the cliff All that's left to do is jump Gotta trust that I'll land it the right way I ain't scared of the bottom I've already been there Don't matter what the pressure might weigh I ain't looking for a handout I just wanna live the life that I made Uncertainty is an ocean But I've got devotion I'm riding the wave Keep up with the flow Whoa, caught in the undertow Trying to find my way back to the place of where I belong Yeah, whoa, and I keep fighting my past If I learn to accept it, then I might come to the fact That I may never understand the things I've done Only differences are far better than where I've begun I don't know how, but I'ma find a way To a brighter day Spend my whole life searching Through the valleys, through the hills Won't quit till I get my fill So many lessons I've been learning Taking my time on this endless ride Through the wave of life And I keep riding with the current Trying to survive against the rising tide Don't make it out alive I don't know how, but I'ma find a way To a brighter day And I'll spend my whole life searching Through the valleys, through the hills I won't quit till I get my fill So many lessons I've been learning Taking my time on the standards right Through the wave of life And I keep riding with the curve And trying to survive against the rising tide Or make it out alive But I can never be too certain Five Six One Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Tequesta, and if you're driving up US One, you come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow; you can't miss it with the handlebars on on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's, um, and it was run by this guy Victor, who sadly passed this year. R.I.P. Victor. And uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and 
There is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's just an all-inclusive, any any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap, and they're wonderful food. Bernsey the chef does, does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And, um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Tequesta. And you should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it and um i was a part of helping set the place up and um i'm a huge fan and you should anyone who is interested in biker bars or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about you should go and check out handlebars bar and grill we are also sponsored by oasis root now oasis root carver bar is in sea grape square on indian town road and it is a kava bar. If you don't know anything about kava, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where, you know, that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house. It's pretty chill in there. Um, you get all sorts of different types of carver bars. Some of them are more like a club, you know, this sort of like black light and EDM playing. And some of them are more like a cafe. This is one of the cafe type of ones. It's it's super chill in there. If you're looking for somewhere to, I don't know, maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends, it's perfect for that kind of thing. There's a foosball table in there if that's your jam. Or baby foot, as they call it in France. And... Uh, yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band. And his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day -day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, we run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio, a live stream venue, and can, we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. 
it was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, but outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. So since we were just talking about Live Music Community, which is where we are sitting right now, and it is a music school, do you have any advice for upcoming musicians by any chance? Hmm. Upcoming musicians? Um, as far as gigging or people starting out a, a, anything you want yeah um hmm I'm sorry it's alright <laughs> um I would say start start playing live you know go to an open mic be in front of people yeah you know um cause it that, that's probably the hardest part about it you know is being in front of people that you're not used to playing in front of you know it's it's easy to to play in your room to nobody which is fine and, and you know mu- music can be something that you do just alone in your room but i think there's uh, another side of it to perform in front of people um yeah and and i know that it took me a long time to become comfortable with doing a solo set because all of the attention is kind of on you right and um and i found those to be the thing that really shored up my kind of gravitas and and uh and stage presence was just being up there on my own you know because you kind of live or die by the sword when you're on your own right absolutely yeah 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 so yeah you're right just go to open mics you know get yourself out there yeah um i guess then i'm thinking about people who uh are making beats or something on their computer and stuff like that too you know um i have some friends and, and family members who uh do like uh, raps or um, make beats and stuff like that too, or maybe a open mic night isn't as applicable. But um, I think for people like them, then just to put their music out, you yeah. know, make it live for people to hear, you know, which I don't know. And then as I'm saying all this, I'm like second guessing myself because I'm like, well, is that really like the goal? Like, sh- what if the goal is just to create music for the sake of the love of the art and like, why is the goal to have to perform and, and you know, no, like, that's could, it, true. could it just be for yourself too? So I don't know. I, mean, I, I suppose a good thing to do would be to um, figure out what you want out of it. Right. You know, right. figure out a goal maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, have a good think about that. That's something that um, I always ask my students right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And actually, sure. you know, I'm, I, I'm sure it was Justin initially, who's the um, owner of Live Music Community, who suggested I do that, which is sit them down and say, well, why do you want to learn this? Right. Like, what's the purpose of you learning mm-hmm. this? And most people go, um, I don't know. And then right. they, they have a think about it. Right. And, right. Then, and then that starts to kind of point them in a direction, you know, mm-hmm. the direction that they want to go in. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. So, yeah, I think that I, I changed my advice <laughs> to what you said. Is, uh, yeah, think about what, what your goal is, why you're making music, you know. Um, are you doing it to enjoy at the leisure of your own home where you can enjoy the, your art or are you trying to do something out of it? And, 
you know. And if that's the case, then I say just go balls to the wall, start performing, start releasing music, and yeah, yeah, just start doing it. So uh, <clears throat> you just played some songs off um, Chasing Constellations, which yes. is out on November fourth, and there's the uh, the cover of your, your awesome album. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the two songs that um, I just had the pleasure of uh, playing along with you? Yeah, so Runaway Lover uh, is actually a, a song about my dog running away. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I kind of wanted to make it like you're not really sure. Yeah. Why you're listening. Is it about a girl relationship? Um, but yeah, it's about my dog. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, I, I loved the cover. It was so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, drawn. yeah. It was. It was very well. Who did done. that? Uh, TJ Norris, okay. who I found on Instagram. He's a oh, great cool. um, graphic designer. Um, but yeah, so that that is this, that's what that song is about. Um, it was cool doing it in that that stripped down acoustic rendition like that. And, well, you know, I, I certainly had fun cool. when Hector um, said he he couldn't make it because uh, he's doing awesome fancy things down in mm-hmm. Miami um, I was like oh okay so I've got Joey all to my side you know, I'm going to ask if I can play with him okay. yeah. <laughs> it worked out for that me. worked out great man yeah yeah it was good times um, yeah what, what was the other one again that was Wave of Life was the yeah. second song that, I was talking about that one earlier um, oh that's right so that, that's the one that Ballyhoo um, is featured on yeah cool um, and yeah, that that's definitely one of my favorite songs to por- perform live, just because there's a lot of energy in it. the The lyrics yeah. are pretty fast, so it's kind of fun to almost rappy. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, those are fun ones to do live for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, and so have you? What have you got coming up? What's What's in the pipes for uh, for Joey Calderio? Like, what's next? Um, any shows or or even just on a more broad? Sure, thing. right. As far as shows, you know, nothing nothing too crazy coming up soon. You know, we're doing some trips to the West Coast uh, in January and March right. of next year um, to play some shows. We always love playing in St. Pete. Yeah. Um, so that we've got that in the books. But as far as other goals, I've always run, wanted to write an acoustic album. Nice. Something a little bit more stripped down. So I'm currently working on that. and uh, But then I'm also working on like more of like a funk rock album and then also uh. like then some more reggae stuff and like yeah. and and covers so i'm working on so much like different stuff and i'm not sure what's going to come out next you know that's cool i think i'm still writing the new album for a little bit and yeah. and in the meantime having some fun doing some other things but i don't know what's actually going to be released next you sound a little bit like me in that like uh, you relax from recording your album by just recording yeah. other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> definitely. Uh, that's me as well. Yeah. You know, I, I'm never happier than when I'm in my studio. And interestingly, right. it wasn't until I sobered up that I had the presence of mind and the mm. and the, the stillness to really enjoy being in the studio. Yeah. Because I was always, I just, I don't know, a little bit sort of, I hate to use the word, sort of and and minimize it but a little add and Mm -hmm. bouncing around sure around you know um and i feel like these days Mm -hmm. i can really i can really relax into it and be in in the present you know in Mm -hmm. the studio and i felt i find a lot of peace in there and i've really enjoyed yeah your work now yeah that's awesome yeah i can spend just hours and hours just recording whether it's like messing around my guitar or yeah usually it's guitars or or making um 
a lot of the songs start off as like beats that you know a lot of my originals start off like just with like drums and keyboard or something like that and then I'll kind of add the instruments on later yeah um but I have a lot of fun just yeah recording random things yeah me too see where it takes me me too absolutely um actually something that I want to have a crack at if you're mm-hmm. uh, open to it is um I wanted to see if I could if I could make a dub out of one of your tunes I Dude, really enjoy whoa. doing that kind of stuff that'd be crazy yes. yeah for that please All do right, cool well we'll talk about that later mm-hmm. I, I love making making dubs and you know just experimenting with weird lasers and yeah stuff like man that. that'd be crazy yeah <laughs> cool well um are there any uh are there any shows at all people can come and see you this weekend or next weekend yeah so this weekend we're gonna be at townies tavern in stewart uh that's on friday yeah that, so yeah townies tavern from seven to ten cool um we will be at sailor's return also in stewart on uh sunday from five to eight and then uh, next week on the 22nd, we'll be at E.R. Bradley's West Palm Beach yeah. from 6 to 9. Um, we have a lot of private events coming up. And then we've got the holidays. Um, and then at on New Year's Eve, we're going to be at Maxi's Lineup or Food Check in oh, Jupiter, cool. Florida. Uh, that's a nice little gig, actually. Yeah, New Year's Eve. So that's going to be gonna a lot be, of fun. You're going to have a blast in oh, there yeah. on New Year's Eve. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. That's like jupiter crew right yeah there. oh yeah. yeah every time we play there it's a lot of fun yeah, yeah. Um, but that that's actually going to be with my old band jazilla that's going to be like our reunion show oh no nice. so that's that's not even going to be with uh joey calderio band that's going to be with jazilla oh that'd be fun um yeah i get to jam out play some of our old tunes and yeah and, killer it's so. nice one man so um we are also playing ER Bradley's, but on a different nice. date. We're playing there Thursday 15th um, from 6 to 9, exactly the same as you. And then um, on Friday 16th, um, Kilbillies is playing Kilted Mermaid, which is in Vero, and that's a really fun little spot. Um, if you've never been to Kilted Mermaid, you are missing out. It's mm. a cool place. Never been there. Um, and then on uh, Saturday the 17th, we are playing Mego Mally's up in Melbourne. And uh, Mega Mal is one of our favorite Irish pubs we play. It's just, it, they've done a beautiful job with it from the stone floors, everything. I mean, it, when I say it's authentic, I don't mean that it's difficult to describe what I mean. It, it just has a really, really good vibe to it, and it's, and it's a quality there's some something quality about it the food is great and it just works and it only has a little stage but it works just great for uh for for Kilbillies. we fit right on there and then um sunday the 18th um from 4 30 to 10 uh from 4 to 30 to 8 i should say i am playing a solo gig at matthew's matthew's brewery in uh lake worth nice. and yeah so that's that's our weekend um and we're actually doing new year's eve at uh Mega Malley's, which I was talking about before mm. in Melbourne. And uh, that's going to be crazy. But nice. quite a long drive back for Hector. I was going to say, are you guys sleeping down there or no? Well, the, or uh, there, I, I mean, we have talked about it and maybe that'll happen. The, um, I mean, the thing is, I, I don't drink. Mm-hmm. And um, Hector and James kind of, as a result, don't really drink that much or at, if at all at mm-hmm. our gigs. So there's a chance we'll get to the end of the night stone cold sober. Right. We'll, we'll see. But then the problem is, it's, it, you know, is yeah, it? There's a lot of other drivers exactly, on the road and yeah. late at night. And... Exactly. We don't want to be one of those statistics. So um, we have talked about it. We might end up staying up there. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Well, Kilted yeah, man. Mermaid. How's that, how's that place? So the Kilted Mermaid, right? Yeah. 
it's it's run by this really interesting, lovely couple, very bohemian kind of uh, couple who they're, they're really into music and really into food. And also just the design of the place is just incredible. They have all this stuff hanging from the ceiling. They've got a million like sort of signs up and the, the owner wears a kilt. And mm. it's it's just very bohemian. For a South Florida bar, <laughs> it is surprisingly bohemian. Gotcha. Yeah, you that go in there and you're like, oh, this is cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Just It has a really interesting vibe. And they get a lot of that kind of, you know, rootsy, Americana-y type of right. music in there. And, cool. you know, that's why they have us. The... um the owner there um he is also in an irish band so you know he he, mm. he likes what we do very cool yeah man hey can i ask you how did you get into podcasting and what are uh, some of your takeaways just from doing it so i got into this um because initially the uh I, someone approached me to do a radio show and it transpired mm. that really what she wanted me to do was to sell ads for them. And then I basically got to have this show on their station. Gotcha. And so um, I realized pretty quickly that I wouldn't, if I signed that contract, I'd just be running around all week trying to raise the money for the, my you know, hour-long show every right. week. And, and then r- right around the same kind of time, um, Justin had moved into this new spot and had set it up and was wanting to do podcasts. And Hector, who at the time I hadn't known for all that long, probably mm-hmm. about a year. I mean, he and I are like best friends now. I've known him for a long time now, but at the time I hadn't known him for all that long. Gotcha. And um, and he was like, uh, "Oh yeah, well, why don't we, why, why don't we just do it here at at, mm-hmm. at Live Music Community?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay, that's a really good idea. You know, it, it it's not going to be anywhere near." Is expensive because that you wouldn't believe how much they were expecting me to come up with mm. this radio show. It was gotcha. astronomical. Wow! And um, and then we were thinking about, oh, what should it be about? And then and then we were like, you know what? Let's make it something that kind of helps support the local music community and gets different musicians on. Right. And um, f- my takeaways from it are, it has just been unbelievably beneficial for uh networking right it's like i know a lot of people pretty well now Mm -hmm. because i've had these great long conversations with them and because prior to this you know i was playing so much that you don't get to see a lot of live music yeah exactly playing and so i've really appreciated it in terms of it was never the goal for for us to necessarily get anything specific out of it Mm -hmm. it was more like what can we do to help raise up the local music community and stuff but honestly it's been um it's been hugely beneficial to me in that regard just in terms of knowing people now and getting to know people and Mm -hmm. and you know like today i got to play with you you know Mm -hmm. these little nice little things right um just in terms of my feeling like i'm more of a part of the local music community it, it couldn't i i love right. it i yeah. love it i i like chatting i like talking to people sure. i'm genuinely curious in, uh-huh. in you know in people so right it yeah that's it i i really like it i'm not gonna stop for sure mm-hmm. just keep on trucking Do how you come think you're thinking other... of doing one what's that Are you thinking of doing one uh i don't know <laughs> i'm not really sure i yeah. i have a hard time 
talking. I'm sure people could could uh, see that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just have a difficult time uh, putting my thoughts into words. Sometimes I guess that's why I play music. But yeah, um, I've I've thought about it before. Yeah. You know, um, do you suggest that other musicians or creators in general create a podcast, or is it kind of just? If I think there's there's, <laughs> there's plenty of you know there's there's plenty of room to do it. Right. I think it, it it boils down to having a a, a simple good idea mm -hmm. that's repeatable without being boring. Right. So having a guest on that's right. why these work because sure. it's never the same twice. Right. Um. So if you figure out a if you figure out like a repeatable good idea that's simple and isn't just going to take up all of your week planning every week. Right. Then, um, then yeah. I mean, I, I personally don't see any downsides. I've I've had a re I've had ton, a ton of fun doing it, and um, and it's been received right well, you know. So, so yeah, I think it for Killbillies and for me, it's been very good because I have met so many people through it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I couldn't really, you know rave enough about how much i enjoy doing it and then we get to do the festival and everything right. you know so yeah man you know gotcha. I, it should someone else do it only if they want to yeah you know right. but, but yeah uh, <laughs> yeah gotcha. yeah i totally enjoy it cool well listen thanks so much for yeah, coming man, on thanks, man thanks for having me man it's been a lot of fun yeah yeah cool. it's been my pleasure too all right wicked take it easy guys peace <laughs>